that lovely wife for playing the piano tonight. All right, uh, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I uh, mentioned uh, tonight that we would uh, begin a new series this evening on the life of Moses. I'm not going to go back just yet and work our way uh, through his life. I want to kind of just mention some things about his faith that is recorded here in the New Testament first, and then, Lord willing, next week we'll get into that and go back to the book of Exodus and, and work on the life of Moses. We're not going to do a study of the book of Exodus. It's going to be focused in on the life of Moses. So it's not going to be you know, verse by verse, chapter by chapter through the whole Exodus, uh, but it is going to be focused on the person of Moses. Um, I was really encouraged this week and it's beginning some things and, and I didn't realize just how much uh, similarities there are between Moses and Christ. I mean, I got like 60 to 70 different things where there's this one and that one where they're, they're the same. It's like it's really uh, neat to see. And so we'll bring those things out throughout those messages. Um, but just what a wonderful type he is. After looking at some of that this week, I think there's probably not another person in the Old Testament that has more uh, similarities or pictures of Christ in his life uh, than the person of Moses. And so, uh, so when we study Moses, we want to always recognize his faith. And also recognize uh, how he represents Christ in so many ways and points us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we'll see that. Uh, but tonight in Hebrews 11, we just want to look at this New Testament um, hero of the faith, Moses, as mentioned here in Hebrews 11. Uh, his, his faith is greatly mentioned here. And his faith is really described more than anybody else here in Hebrews chapter 11. There's we got verses 24 down to verse 28. Uh, really, it looks like uh, that there's, there's as much mentioned of him as there is anyone else, or more so than here at Hebrews chapter 11. His faith is definitely something to follow. His faith is definitely something to follow and desire to have. Um, verse 24 says, By faith Moses, when he became of age, Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Anybody know how that how old that is when he became of age? Huh? He's forty. <laughs> He's forty years old uh, when he became of age. And so I, I just right there, I could I could pause there for a minute and spend a lot of little time on you know. Sometimes it takes a while before you kind of figure out who you are. <laughs> Listen, Moses was forty years old at the first incident. Okay, um, when he whenever he sees the Egyptians fighting and he ends up, you know, fighting, fighting with one of the Jews and he ends up killing one of them. Um, he's 40 years old when that happens. Um, but you know what? He's still, it was 40 more years because he left, went to Egypt, or he, or he left Egypt, and he's gone for 40 more years before he comes back. He's 80 years old when he leads the children of Israel out of the Promised Land. And so right there in itself, listen, God, God sometimes works for us a long time. <laughs> he worked on Moses a long time uh, before Moses was ever to a place to where he could lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, okay? And so I don't know, I find encouragement in that myself uh, by the fact that you know, sometimes we just want the Lord to use us right out of the gate, you know? I mean, when we're young, it doesn't mean he's not using you at all, but I'm just saying... Listen, sometimes God designs people for very special and unique purposes 
And, and it's just interesting life of Moses. He's, he's 80 years old before he finally leads the children of Israel out. And so maybe at least at the very least you're in a moment of waiting. You're trying to figure out when's the Lord going to do something with me specific or, or, or whatever. You're trying to figure out, you know, if the Lord has something special in your life so far as a special ministry or something like that. Listen, be patient. Wait on the Lord. Keep serving the Lord. If it's meant for you to serve the Lord in a special capacity of some sort of ministry, the Lord is working on you, preparing you for that now. Just wait on Him and seek His face. Um, I doubt it'll, you'll have to wait till you're 80 years old <laughs> to figure that out. Uh, but Moses waited a long time before he was used in a very miraculous way to, to lead children of Israel out. So I just find the language there interesting when he came... When, when he became of age, he's 40, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked, for he looked to the reward. That's his faith there. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith... He kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, uh, lest, he, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And so let's stop our reading there. Uh, we find that all through, of course, uh, Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith. Letting you know that these patriarchs in the Word of God, that they did what they did by faith. Faith is not a New Testament thing. Faith is an Old Testament thing. And uh, so by faith they did these things. By faith they trusted God. By faith they did what they did. Say, well, how could they do these things as superheroes? No, they had a super God that they trusted in. That's what we cannot forget. Let's pray. Father, help us, Lord, to have the faith like Moses. And, and help us, Lord, as we begin to just think about him and begin a study on him more in detail starting next week. But help us just to be encouraged, Lord, by his faith that is spoken of here in the New Testament before we go back to the old. And help us, Lord, I pray, to pray uh, to increase our faith and help us to have faith like that of Moses because I, I believe we can and uh, help us to, to at least see the character of that faith and to see, Lord, that we can have that same faith as your people. In Jesus' name, amen. God doesn't call everybody to lead children of Israel out of Egypt. He doesn't call everybody to build a great big ark. He doesn't call everybody to walk, walk around uh, Jericho. He hasn't called all of God's people to do all those same things but he has called us all to trust him. He has called us all to have faith in him. And when we're obedient to the Lord and do what he's told us to do, that's exercising our faith. He hasn't told us to do those same things. But I just want to say that at the beginning to, to help us understand that we too walk by faith. It may not be to do the same thing that, that Moses did. Of course not. Or the same thing Noah did or Abraham did, but we still walk by faith. The character of faith, the nature of faith that's what I want to focus in on a little bit here with Moses because though we may not lead the children of Israel out like he did, we still have the faith like Moses. We still have faith like Moses. And, and so I want us to, to, to be aware of that. And the faith of Moses is really clearly seen in, in this passage. Though it tells you in the New Testament they did these things by faith. But you know, when you go back and read those Old Testament passages, you know that the word faith is not mentioned. The faith is very seldom mentioned. But the Bible teaches us they did these things by faith. When you, 
in the Old Testament. And so it's good to keep that reminder in, in, in your head when you go back and you read the Old Testament. You need, to, you need it to stop and pause quite often and say, you know what, Abraham did that by faith. You know what, Daniel did that by faith. Uh, you know what, Malachi did that by faith. And work, keep those things in your mind because they walked by faith the same as we are called to do. The things that Moses did reveals his faith in God. Reveals his faith in God. And he did what he did, which was apart from what the natural man would do. And that's what faith does. It doesn't operate in accordance to our nature, our feelings, uh, our own personal makeup. Faith is supernatural and helps us to trust in the supernatural God, of course. Um, when we think about Moses and we look at his faith, uh, I think a couple things should happen. One, we should say, Lord, increase my faith. But it also might be very encouraging to you. I preached a message years ago, I don't know how long it's been, about revealing our faith. And we looked at Hebrews 11 and, and, and looked at how that our faith is revealed. And, and by because the word faith isn't mentioned in the Old Testament, but we see it in the New. And, and sometimes when we read these things, it's like, oh, you know what? I do have faith. <laughs> and, and sometimes looking at these people and looking at Moses tonight should somewhat serve as that, as a child of God. You know what? In character, it's the same faith. The same faith that Moses have or had, I have. Um, we may not do the same thing, but you've got the same faith because it's in the same God. And that's what you've got to keep in your mind. So first of all, in verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, or when, when he was come to age, as the New King James Version says, it says, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Let, let's pause there just for a moment. And so, so faith enabled Moses, if you just boiled it down, uh, to deny the world's fame, he refused to be called the son of, of Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, And so by faith, he denied the world's fame. I mean, he had it at his fingertips. I mean, uh, uh, Moses refused the position and fame that would have been given him due to him being a, adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And he chose not to do that. Well, well, why would somebody choose not to have that kind of position? And fame, it was faith. You know, some of us might say, well, I'm very well contented to not be recognized by the world or to be popular, to have fame. Um, but you know what? You may not really have that choice, you know. I mean, the world isn't trying to elevate you, you know. Uh, Moses had it right there. He, he had it right there. He could be very famous in his day and time uh, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But he was not willing uh, to do that. Uh, he, he was not uh, like us, like in, in the sense that we do not have that opportunity. Uh, but still, it takes faith to not desire those things as well. So, well, I don't have those things offered to me, so how can I exercise the faith of Moses? I tell you what, it has a lot to do with desire, too. To, to not even want, not desire to, to necessarily to, to be... Uh, famous in the world in, in the sense of, of desiring the, the world's fame and prestige to be acknowledged by the world, to be accepted by the world. Uh, faith, faith enabled him to, to not want those things and, and to rather choose something uh, else that, that we'll look at in just a moment. Uh, by faith, we can do that, you see. By, by faith, we, we too prefer and choose uh, Jesus. 
better than worldwide fame. You know, I, I love uh, that, that old hymn. Uh, you know, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus and be true to his holy name than to be what? The king of a vast domain. Is that true? Say, well, it's not offered to me, the worldwide fame and the world, but do you know that? Do you know that, that you would truly would rather have Jesus than anything else than this world could possibly offer you? All of its fame, all of its riches. But yes, I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world could give me at all. That song goes further on to say, I'd, I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. We'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Do we truly believe that and know that? Now, it's not everybody that can really sing that song and really mean it and know they mean it. How many people in the world, how many without faith would, would be certain of those things? It's not only those who truly care not for this world and what the world can give them or about the position and fame of life uh, could truly see that and know that. They'd rather have Jesus than anything. Notice his faith next. It says, here's what he chose instead of that. Hey, instead, instead of having fame, instead of being known by everybody and having position, being called a son of Pharaoh's daughter, uh, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There, there would have been pleasures afforded of him due to his position he could have had anything he wanted in the kingdom. Anything. Being Pharaoh's daughter, nothing would have been held from him. If he would assume that position and just went right on to, and to assume that, he could have had everything at his fingertips. Any woman he would have wanted in the kingdom. Amount of money would have been no issue at all. He could have had all of that. But faith enabled him to make the right and spiritual decision and not a decision that whereby he would just seek to please the flesh. And so faith enabled him to actually choose affliction <laughs> with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I mean, what a, I mean, what a choice, right? Well, I can either suffer or have everything in this world I could possibly want. He said, you know, I'll, I'll choose to suffer affliction with the people of God. He sought rather to identify with God's people and to suffer for that than to identify with Egypt and all of its pleasures of sin. Now, what do we choose? Do we ever have such a choice to identify rather with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season? I think we make that choice quite often. I do. I think, I, honestly, I think every time we choose to worship God, be with God's people, we, in essence, a lot of times make that choice. You know, I'd rather be, be with God's people, identify with God's people, than to be out there in the world doing whatever it has to offer. It's faith that enables us to do that. By faith. But notice, I think one of the things that, that helped Moses to, to make this, of course, better choice, to choose the afflictions, uh, it says uh, here that rather than to enjoy the pleasures of, uh, that the, that the New King James says the passing pleasures of sin, or the King James Version says the pleasures of sin for, for a season. I mean, Moses or understood that anything of a sin that he could have enjoyed in Egypt, that it was all temporary. It was a season. 
It, it was something that was uh, passing, something that was not going to last long. And I'll tell you what, when temptation comes, we have to keep that in, in, in perspective. We have to remind ourselves that these pleasures of sin, they are for a season, and they are passing. Yes, the flesh will enjoy it in the moment. The flesh will be excited in the moment. The flesh may be even happy, we may say, for a moment as it enjoys the sin. Listen, just because we're saved does not mean that the flesh does not enjoy sin. It enjoys sin. But the spiritual man does not. And soon after that is done, when sin is conceived, it brings forth death. And there is uh, no more enjoyment of those things for the child of God. Uh, but, but, but Moses is able to, to look at this choice before him of, of the pleasures of sin for a season or the afflictions with the people of God and says, you know what, this pleasure is temporal. And so by faith, he was able to choose something that looked much worse because he knew that what looked better to the eye was temporary. Folks, he had something that looked beyond the present and, and looked beyond the temporary sin and looked ahead to the reward, uh, as it says there in verse 26. And that's what we have to remember about sin when it comes at us. L listen, and so uh, back to what I said earlier, we exercise faith whenever we are faced with temptation and, and, and we look at that and we say, you know what? Oh, I, I know I might, that might be pleasurable for a moment, but you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to walk away. And I'm going to choose rather to, be, to walk as a child of God. And if it means it even hurts me, <laughs> I'm going to choose what's right. Folks, that's faith. Have you ever made those kind of choices? I think, honestly, we make those choices a lot. Every, every time sin, the pleasures of sin comes at us and tempts us and says, hey, you can have immense pleasure right now, da-da-da. And we say, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a child of God. I'm going to walk with the Lord. That's faith. That's faith. And, and here's one thing that helped him, of course. We see this faith of Moses in, in uh, verse 26. He says, he esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. And, and so he was able to make the... One of the reasons able to make the right decision is, is by faith he's able to see that uh, the reproach of Christ was, was greater than the riches and treasures of Egypt. So the very worst of, that you would get in following the Lord Jesus, the, the reproach that you would have, the persecution you would have in Him, the very worst you would get in Him temporary in this life, that's better, that's better than all the treasures uh, in Egypt. And so by faith, he, he's able to value the right things. By, by faith, he's able to have a spiritual perspective to weigh things in the balance and say, reproach of Christ, the riches, all the riches of Egypt. Now, whoa, there's no comparison here. Reproach of Christ, it's up here. I value that more. I want that. I choose that. Well, that's greater. That's better. He esteemed them. He esteemed them the reproach of Christ greater or better, superior. That's faith. That's faith. I believe we live by that same character of faith. Yeah, we didn't have in, in Egypt, but listen, but <laughs> we live by that same, same character of faith whenever we're able to value the following Christ and reproach and 
and shame that might come with that at times in this world because the world doesn't like it uh, and we choose that rather than riches, that's faith. And that happens quite often. Happens quite often. So he's able to value the right thing. That, and so he was able to compare things at the moment and, and know what was more important. And know what was more important. The reason so many times we, we get our priorities mixed up is because we are a little weak in faith. We are weak in faith. And, and so if you see a child of God, it seems like that they're really they're starting to value you know, the things of the world more than the things of Christ. Well, pray for their faith to get refocused that they would value the right things. Faith was able to value the right things and look beyond the temporary and see the reward as a child of God and choosing the right things. Let us weigh things in the light of eternity that we too will choose reproach over riches, choose Christ over the world. And, uh, and so we, we need faith. Moses, while considering the worst that he may receive due to faith in Christ and the best he may receive uh, through the sinful pleasures of Egypt, valued Christ more. Why? It was faith. He's able to look beyond the moment and see the value of Christ in serving Him as something much greater and better. Verse 27 says, uh, By faith He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For He endured as seeing Him who is invisible. So He couldn't see God, but He endured able to go against the king because he's seen him who is invisible. So, fourthly, we see that faith enabled him, to, in essence, to not fear man and to not fear the king. We can have that same kind of faith. Listen, every, every time we're, we're tempted to fear man and we say, no, I'm not going to fear man. I'm going to, I'm going to have faith in the Lord. I'm going to trust the Lord. That's, an, that's the same kind of faith. His faith is manifested here just like it was in his parents. I wonder, you know, how often that stuck with Moses. And Moses wasn't old enough to remember it. Moses wasn't old enough. I think he was three months old when they put him in that basket. But did Moses know what happened to him? Did he? We don't really know, do we? <laughs> don't really know. He was raised by his mother for a while, even after that three months. Um, until he was weaned at least. But what kind of interaction did he have? Did he know he was a Jew? Did, did he know he was an Israelite while he was in Egypt as he was a 35-year-old man? Yeah, he did. The Bible does make that clear because he recognized them as his brethren. So, so I think he knew. He knew he was a Jew. Did he know the story? I don't think it ever get to him. Did his sister ever get to him and say, let me tell you what mom and dad did for you. Couldn't that, wouldn't that be logical? Was there ever interactions? We don't really know, do we? We don't really know. But you know what? They had the same kind of faith. They had the same kind of faith because in verse 23 it says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not what? Afraid. They were not afraid of the king's command. And so their faith enabled them to not fear 
His faith enabled him to not fear. Our faith enabled us to not fear. And that's all through the Word of God. Not just in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament as well. Faith enables us to not fear man. He identifies himself eventually with, with the Lord's people. Uh, and he's going to lose position. He's going to lose riches. He's going to suffer persecution. And he's going to be hated by the king. But his faith enabled him to not fear the wrath of the mightiest man on earth that he knew at that moment. You know, when we are tested, oftentimes it's tested because of fear. We're tempted to fear. But yet Moses trusted him who he says who is invisible. He was able to see the Lord in all of it and trusted God in all of it. Even though with his physical eyes he couldn't see the Lord, yet he seen the Lord, trusted in him who is invisible. And we need a glimpse of our God when we face an enemy, when we face fear, whatever kind of fear it may be. It says here that, that he, seed, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. We need a, a faith in the invisible God, a faith in the great God. We need to remember that, that uh, our biggest and greatest of enemies are nothing in the sight of our great God. We get our eyes off of man, eyes off of how big our enemy is, and get our eyes on how great our God is. That's what happened to the children of Israel whenever they didn't cross over the promised land. They come back, the spies come back, and they said, the inhabitants thereof are great. We are as grasshoppers in their sight. And they need to get their eyes on the Lord and say, they are but grasshoppers in God's sight. And we are with Him. You see, they had fear. We've got to get our eyes on the Lord. And that's faith. Whenever you have something that would make you be scared to death and, and fear the enemy, and yet we do not because our eyes are on Him. Have you ever been faced with fear? And then have the peace of God that passes understanding? Because you come to just trust the Lord in it? Because you know He was bigger and He was greater? Then you had faith like Moses. <laughs> it's the same nature of faith. It enables us to do the same thing. We serve a great and mighty God, a King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega. We should not fear. Our faith is a reflection of what we really believe about our God. Our doctrinal statement says that we believe He's in sovereign and all in control of all things, but oftentimes it doesn't match up with how we are afraid at the moment, and we have difficulties, and we're tempted to fear. But it's wonderful, though, when that faith that the Lord gives us comes out ahead and enables us to overcome that fear. The psalmist says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. We need to know whose side we're on. If we're on the Lord's side, we have nothing to fear. The Lord is on my side, the psalmist said. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? I love that. Now, there were times when, you say, well, man, I, I, sometimes I'm afraid. Let me tell you what, sometimes David was afraid. Read Psalms chapter 3, read the first part. David was afraid. But he takes it to the Lord. By the end, David's not afraid. All right? Our faith isn't always, if you would, 
in the shining light where we are never afraid. You read some of the, the Old Testament saints, you'll find that all of them at some point in time were afraid. Was Abraham ever afraid? You bet he was. That's my sister. <laughs> was Moses ever afraid? Yes, there were times he was afraid. Listen, I guarantee you there was times where all of them were afraid at times, but faith always comes out on top. Fear is a reflection of our faith. Jesus said, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Sometimes I have little faith. But, when we, but whenever we have faith as we ought, then fear leaves. Then lastly and quickly, verse 28, through faith, it speaks here about him. Uh, by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. I mean, he led Israel in all of this. God gave him the word and he led Israel in that. Uh, to keep the first uh, Passover there. I mean, boy, I mean, what a, what a thing to do, right? I mean, to lead all the children of Israel in this, in this Passover and, and, and to kill all these lambs and to put the, the blood on the doorpost on the, on the side and above uh, the header there. And, uh, I mean, they, they did this by faith. It doesn't make any sense to the logical mind. I mean, how is killing a lamb and putting blood on the doorpost, how is this going to to do anything. How is this going to keep, you know, the angel of death from, from sweeping through in our house too? It really doesn't make sense. Folks, there's a lot of times God's going to ask us to do some things that really don't make sense to the natural mind. Did it really make sense to, to build an ark when it never had rained? Did it really make sense to walk around a city seven times? Did it? I mean, for seven days. I mean, once a day and the seventh day seven times, and then you can shout. What? Does it make sense? Listen, God asks us to do a lot of things sometimes, and we might sit back and, and say, you know, this doesn't really make much sense, but all I know is God says to do it. And faith says, you know, I don't really understand this, or why it works this way, but it's right there in black and white or red and white, and I'm just going to trust God and do it, though I don't understand it. That's faith. If you think you have to get it all figured out and add it all up and make sense of it all, <laughs> God calls us to trust Him. God calls us to trust Him. Sometimes I'm not gonna make, I doubt it made much sense to a lot of people whenever they're killing all the lambs and putting the blood on the doorpost. But it made sense afterwards. Oh. And oh. You know, Moses believed God when he said he would destroy all the firstborn, and so he led all of Israel to do that. So he obeyed. And that's something that, that you find throughout all Hebrews 11. By faith, what did they do? They obeyed. That they did what God had told them to do. So by faith, we need to not fear and just be obedient to the Lord no matter what, even when it does not make sense. The faith of Moses caused him to obey instructions and thus it ultimately protected him, his life, his children's life. It, it, helped, it helped protect his household. You know, we, we just don't have any clue whenever we trust God and just be obedient to the Lord how much protection God may bring into our life. We really don't know. Now there it was obvious. But who knows how much protection God gives us in our life when we just don't fear man we trust God. We're obedient even when it doesn't make sense. Moses could not protect him of his own. 
but he had to obey God and follow God's instructions. Man, we may do a lot of things to try to protect our homes, but we've got to trust and obey the Lord and trust His protection. And then ultimately, of course, they were delivered. The firstborn did not die of Israel. They are delivered and by faith. Now, the faith of Moses. Now, he has that faith. But then I, I love the next verse, and we'll close here. After Moses led him at, then the very next verse, verse 29, by faith they. So that faith that Moses had, boy, Moses, they had seen Moses' faith, hadn't they? They'd seen, they had trust, they'd put some trust in Moses, too. And, and God had been doing some things through Moses, and they're building that trust. They're going to need a lot of that. But now, by faith, they, not just Moses, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. So they'd seen some amazing things before they could ever get through that Red Sea. They'd seen a lot. But faith ultimately delivered them from Egypt. And listen, if you're here and lost tonight, there's only one way to be delivered from the world, one way to be delivered from, the, from death, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ who went to the cross. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. In conclusion, let our prayer be, Lord, increase our faith and it will enable us to deny the world's fame, to make the right decisions, to value the right things, to not fear man, and it will ensure God's protection as we follow Him. There's no safe place apart from faith. There's no safe place apart from faith. All right. David, do you, want, do you have a song picked out? I know I led, but I thought you might have something. All right. Let's all stand as we sing. What's the song? I'll lead it. Hey, I vote six.